The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Tonight on an all-new Monsterland, Ace Ventura found the great white Chicago. Did someone just find the great white Sasquatcha? Fake rocks and stones apparently hurt your bones. In another controversial Ronnie post, blame Canada, Factor Falcon, our EVP. We're in the woods at 3 a.m. We must be crazy. Your mails, our fails, all that and more. Let's go. Welcome to a wicked mystery. A paranormal perfect storm known simply as Monsterland. The Monsterland Podcast is recorded live in an undisclosed location somewhere in the heart of high strangeness, just outside of Monsterland, Massachusetts. And now, here are your hosts. As seen on the Travel Channel, author-researcher Ronnie LeBlanc. And as seen on the History Channel, actor-host Maddie Blake. Love to edit that. (laughs) Talking over the intro. (laughs) Greetings, monsters! Oh my God, we're off to a good start. How's everybody? Uh, Ronald, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Maddie? Fantastic. Producer Dave, sorry for that early edit. No problem. Jeez. I never want to miss a minute of the magic, so I turn your mics on a little early. That's so, uh, too early. My bad. <laughs> uh, wow, we've got a lot to get to today. Most importantly, I think, or most maybe exciting. Well, is our guest Scott Carpenter, which we'll get to. And also, Ronnie and I, we tease this on social media. So some of you might have seen our little promo teaser. Some of you might not have. Uh, Through a series of events, we went out into the woods. We went out into the Monsterland area, uh, out behind Ronnie's house, his backyard, and then towards the woods at 3 a.m. And the last time Ronnie and I did this at 3 a.m. was Father's Day. Right. Uh, Your house. Two years ago. Yeah. Right? Or a year ago? A year ago? I think it's two, two years. years now. Oh my God. I think it was two years ago. Yeah. Uh, and we saw an unidentified object in the sky. Right. The next time we did it was this week. We went out at three in the morning into the Monsterland area and we have sound. <laughs> now, <laughs> we will let you decide what this sound is, but I can tell you that it freaked me out. And, and you'll hear when we play these clips, Ronnie, I, you know, in listening back to them, and getting them prepared for David, you know, onto a, a, a ability to be able to send him these clips. I listened back to them and I realized, my God, I, I do what my therapist once said about me in a serious way. <laughs> but in this case, it's funny. She said, you don't do, you do everything but sad, right? You'll do everything but sad. You're Irish. You're like, you'll do everything you can do to not be sad. You'll be funny. You'll be angry. You'll be whatever but you don't do sad very well. And I don't do scared well. Mm. And I always, that the truth. I, <laughs> I always go to the funny and you can hear this. Yeah. It gets ridiculous because I'm, <laughs> I'm actually frightened. So, because again, it could be just woods noises, whatever. Uh, but it happened right when we talked about it. Isn't that funny? You actually, <sighs> at one point, kind of challenge whatever these things were that were making these noises. It was just trees falling, whatever. But you, at one point, said, okay, give us an undeniable noise. And within five seconds, we hear an undeniable <laughs> noise in the woods. So we'll leave it up to you. We'll play those clips. It is, and it gets ridiculous. And uh, so I don't know what that what my point was, other than it's just funny when that, you're, that you're... We talk about this stuff so much. Yeah. When you're actually in it 
and up against it, mm. my go-to was to try to find humor because I was scared. Right. It's a defense mechanism, really. The Dom DeLuise sounds. Oh, my God. I, I turn into <laughs> Dom DeLuise, which we will get to. I turn into Dom De- I need to go see a freaking cardiologist. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Esophageal doctor. Yeah, you might have a lung collapsing soon. I'm not sure what's happening. Oh God, all that smoky I did in my <laughs> 20s has come back to haunt me. Um, yeah, we have so much to get to. Uh, again, Scott Carpenter, our, our guest, he's the one who found this footage or, or captured this footage of the white Bigfoot raising his head up. He caught yeah. it on the camera behind him. We talked about it last week. We got him. Can't mm-hmm. wait to hear about that and, and talk about what the reaction has been like for him. Uh, Ronnie, let's talk about your article real quick. You yeah. were in the uh, paper here. Yeah, and I Tell didn't. Us. Yeah, so I met with the, the Sentinel last week. And local I, paper here in Massachusetts. Local paper, right? uh, Sentinel and Enterprise. And you got to set it up for our worldwide, I know. Uh, our worldwide audience on a dory. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so it's... Uh, they cover like Lemonster and Fitchburg, and then it was in the Lowell Sun, which is owned by the same parent company as the Boston Herald. Sure. But I had no idea it was going out on Tuesday and um, trying to tie in the announcement of uh, the show coming out on Travel Channel. I'm not supposed to say anything, anything. to details about it, you know, but. Well, I don't even know <clears throat> that our audience knows that. Okay. Because we tease this, if you've been listening to Monsterland for a while. Right. About three, four weeks ago, I guess, Producer Dave, I said, we have an announcement coming up, mm. and Ronnie's going to change everything, and it's going to change. Well, why don't you just, because it's already out there. Yeah. The Bigfoot's out of the bag, as That's you said. That's right. Uh, tell us the basics without getting in trouble right. with your. Yeah, so the people. so basically it's it's a new show from Travel Channel, new series, launches end of November. Super excited. It's centered around Bigfoot. And that's, that's all you can say. That's all, all right. you can really and say you're right part now. Of it. You're part yes. of it. Oh. Yes. So I'm excited to, uh, to one, see the, the end product. Uh, I've seen little bits and pieces sure, of it, sure. but I'm excited for it to come out because I think Fantastic. it's going change up Fantastic. Stuff. Get all aboard the Munchland yeah. train. Woo! Ronnie LaPlante <laughs> on TV. Yeah. Hey, coming at you. <laughs> I drive an Uber now. <laughs> How come I'm regressing and everyone else around me is <laughs> elevating? Uh, so congratulations on that article. Right, what was the title of it? It was like local author. Uh, uh, yeah, local author. Dude, I forget what it was. It's great. TV. Great article. Um, so check that out. Um, I did a lecture in Watervliet, New York at the library in their like uh center their town center you know and that was what that was the night of our uh, thing when yes we came back so that's how we did the how we went in the forest because on the it, you know driving from where i live to water Valley, about two forty-five, two and a half hours something like that and you were halfway home for right. me so we planned it out all right i'll be getting there around 1 a.m Let's wait till three. We're up anyway, and let's head into the forest. That was so, the, best, the best call, too. I'm like, hey, uh, coming down. The guy who ran it is Dave Wheatley. Great guy. Turns out there are some ghost hunters, and Dave's one of them, mm. up in that area. So they were a very captive audience to the, I talked about Oak Island in general, but I also talked about the more ethereal aspects of the island, the paranormal, if you Sweet. will. Uh, like that paranormal special we did, which is always fun, yep. uh, especially in October time, you know, that, this fall time. Oh, yeah. It's fun to talk about it's spooky timely. stuff. Um and but they're they're very serious. And Dave Wheatley actually sent us an EVP, cool. which he captured during a ghost hunt. Which I think we're going to play. We're going to have a pre-Halloween. We'll talk about it more at the end of the episode. A, a pre-Halloween EVP special. I think we just play all kinds of spooky sound, including some sound I got on Oak Island. I love it. Um, but Dave and others heard 
some sounds on our EVP from last week. Was it last week? From, from your house. From my house, or maybe two weeks ago. Really? He believes he heard something. I also got some messages from some other people that said, did you hear that? So we'll get into that. We'll play it. Mm. We'll put it to the test. We will fact or falcon our own EVP, Ronnie. I like it. We're about to talk to Scott Carpenter, who captured that quote-unquote white Bigfoot with his rear-facing camera. So cool. And we talked about it last week. You did a great job, Ronnie, hunting him down <laughs> and getting him on the show. Yeah, was, he was... He was uh... Super easy to talk to and awesome. Uh, yeah, awesome. Great. And uh, very shrewd, very believable, mm-hmm. very sober, sane, uh, practical. Has had a job for years and years, which we get into. Yep. Um, smart guy. So we'll let you decide. Uh, but a lot of Bigfoot stuff is coming up lately. Um, and I just, going into this interview, because we're talking about a piece of footage that he has that's making the rounds now, although it, we find out it's actually old, um, there's another really compelling. Bigfoot in Kentucky keeps screaming. Uh, what do we know about this video, Ronnie? Um, I don't know too much about it. I know it just started popping up that this was a um, sound recorded in the Kentucky mountains. And they're trying to determine, is this a Bigfoot or is this something more animal? Okay. Know? So what you're going to hear is this man, uh, apparently his dog started going crazy. And he started hearing, and, and I guess there's Bigfoot activity in this area. Um, and he starts hearing these sounds. You can hear him react. And then after about, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds, believe me, you'll hear it. You might think you hear it a couple times because there's some ambient noise. But when you hear the scream, you'll know where this is. Uh, so hit play, David, and we'll let you decide. Again. Dude, What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen what? what? I don't know. Do why do you think I brought them in the house and run out here? Whoa. Listen to that. Does that sound amazing? Dude, 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 get him in the house. Get him in the house. Get him in the house. I mean, that oh, is chilling. Well, you the, know, and the one thing is that he's saying the dogs are going wild. Yes. So that's a big indicator that something's up that, you know, yes. Bigfoot doesn't like dogs. Yes. And, and, the, and, they, the, and they react to that. Right. And the wife is saying no more of them in the house. And then she comes out with the kid and he turns and goes, get the kid in the house. You know, yeah. you can tell he's he is disturbed by that sound. It is Eerie. Now, what you have to always take into account, though, yes. is that everyone is starting to go out in the woods and start looking and want to start doing this kind of stuff. So you do have people taking recorded calls, True. playing them back in the woods to get yes. some kind of response. So you have to take that into effect. Absolutely. That could be something from uh, the Pacific Northwest that somebody has out there in the woods that's Bigfooting and playing it back. But that does sound pretty incredible it does, does not sound like a coyote or it doesn't it doesn't sound like a big cat because some people online were talking about that and some experts said eh, that's no. not a big cat no. and there's no big cats in that area of kentucky supposedly for generations supposedly according to what we read so chilling sound i thought that was a good segue into our guest scott carpenter who has chilling video that he captured of this white bigfoot behind him 
as he inventively came up with the idea, because he kept missing Bigfoots, of putting a camera on his shoulder facing behind him. Scott Carpenter is a Bigfoot researcher who's known for taking long walks in the woods with his back trail camera, backwards-facing camera, trying to capture Bigfoot images. And here he is. Scott Carpenter, welcome to Monsterland. Hey, guys. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Uh, where are you, Scott? I'm in uh, Tennessee, East Tennessee, near the Smoky Mountains, a little town oh. called Maribel. Beautiful. Awesome. And, and so we were talking about you last week in last week's episode. You're known for um, this back trail camera technique. Um, now, did you, to your knowledge, did you invent that? I, I guess I invented it. I mean, I was the first one that started using it in this type of research. Uh, and, and it was kind of an accidental thing where I was, when I first started, I didn't know anything. <laughs> and uh, I was holding it camera like i was just hold it in my hand and i had it shooting across my body and uh a, a bigfoot kind of like stuck its head out real quick and peeked at me and went back in and you know that was kind of my clue hey hang on a minute you know i had my back totally turned to it and it you know it kind of peeked at me and that's where i kind of got the ideal to start strapping the camera on my shoulder and just filming behind me constantly you know and basically if I, if I go in the woods it's on and it's filming behind me it's a it's a brilliant move it and is. every every researcher actually should do it because that's how they're able to kind of parallel you and follow you without being seen they're doing it when your eyesight is off mm. yeah and the hard the hardware when i first started this like a gimbal and some of the other stuff was just so expensive yeah and now I mean, I just upgraded i got a 4k camera mid-level 4k camera for 80 dollars. i got a gimbal for a hundred dollars and I, I the last time out you just, it was unbelievably clear and you know smooth so you know it is the technology has come down in price and it's all but gone up in quality you know it's, it's even a better option you can really you know my, my last two or three outings but it's just it's shocking how how clear and good it is yeah, and you captured an image that we were talking about, which we're going to get to in a second, that's yeah. causing all you know shockwaves in the uh, Bigfoot community. Um, but first I want to ask you, you know, you're talking about the price of cameras and stuff. I'm wondering what your what your day job is and, and how this has affected your life. Well, my day job, I'm a, I'm a systems administrator, you know, a computer guy. I have been now for good grief since 1987. And so, uh, I mean, that's what I do. I mean, for a long time I was on a budget, still am. I mean, I don't, I'm not swimming in money. Mm. I'm just an amateur, you know, just a guy that goes out there and was trying to figure it out and, and had an, you know, had an experience and then kind of, you know, got the bug and was trying to figure out what was going on. But, uh, yeah, but you could do it. I mean, you know, you could do it now, you know, fairly reasonable. It's not, not like it used to be. You can get the high definition cameras and some of the other equipment that, you know, we're, we're several hundred dollars now for just a few hundred. Yeah, <clears throat> it changes the game for everybody now. You know, people like yourself yeah. that, you know, you've had amazing success uh, doing this, but then now everyone has the ability to go out and do it themselves. Um, yeah. You Now, you've captured not only this white Bigfoot, but you have have some video of, you believe, Dogman or Dogmen, right? Yeah, I, you know, uh, I got a Dogman came up behind me early on in my research and uh it's a pretty good i mean i think it's pretty good footage uh, uh of course it's in thick cover and you can all he basically is about three or four feet behind me 
And as I start to twist my shoulders, he has his head back like in the nose up position. He lowers his head and he kind of sticks his snout through a, uh, a little cedar tree. So that if the uh, cedar tree kind of bushes or limbs are kind of crossing on his nose. And so you can see one eye, one ear, and his end of his snout. He's, he's what they now. I'm not like a. I never was like this big dog man researcher. I was a, doing the bigfoot researcher, big bigfoot research, and the other stuff showed up. Mm. So I was big. I was doing bigfoot when this thing showed up. What, what's your take? And, uh, what's your take on that? Do you feel like they are something uh, other than flesh and blood? What's your your belief on what you're looking at? Well, it's some sort of hybrid of something i don't know i mean i know some some dna that's been run on them the mitochondrial comes back human and then the, the nuclear is, has a mixture of uh, canine and other stuff they can't identify that's the i'm aware of two samples that were run it's kind of really kind of funky so that's almost like uh, a like a werewolf right like yeah. human and then and then canine <laughs> dna like how about the Bigfoot, yeah. Scott? What do you think the Bigfoot is? I, I think I read somewhere that you tie it to the Nephilim, the the fallen angel yeah. of the Bible. Yeah, I'm the Neph- I'm in the Nephilim camp, as they say. Everybody gets to the camp, mm-hmm. but no, I, I believe you know you know the fallen angels mated with human women, and the offspring were called the Nephilim. So these things aren't fallen angels, but I think they're based on my studies and ten years of research. I think they're the descendants of that race of people. So they're like, they're a hybrid of, of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the DNA, you know, uh, kind of backs that up because they're, again, they're any, a Bigfoot's mitochondrial DNA is human. And then the nuclear DNA is unidentifiable. It's really, it's really wacky. So, so that kind of, you know, that kind of fits that mold of, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, an angel DNA or, you know, well, if you, if you're if you're having a version to angels, okay, I'll, I'll go with alien. How's that? Yeah. Mm. Now, with that being said, alien, have you seen in your research area since you started doing this for ten years now? Have you experienced orbs, orange orbs, or any type of UFO or paranormal activity along with this that kind of helps you oh, yeah. go in this camp? Talk about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, oh yeah. I mean, it's like you don't. Know, you don't start out for all this, right? You know, right. every, you know, at least for me, I started out, it's a bipedal ape. That's right. And then I, and then I went to, well, it's a little bit smarter than a bipedal ape, but then I went to, it's a human hybrid. Wow. And then, then, then the, the woo, what they call the woo, the supernatural yep. or, or, you know, we call it supernatural. I just think there's abilities they have. We don't comprehend. And, and they're, and they have knowledge that we and have abilities we don't have. So since we can't understand it, we're going to call it supernatural or woo or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it, it starts about, about year five. It started getting kind of, it got really weird. I, uh, uh, in one, uh, one instance I had this little, uh, little gray alien like thing peeking around a tree, uh, on the, on the trail camera. one time I got like a, a little, I, you could call it an alien type thing. You know what you would, think of is like a gray with a big bulbous head mm. peeking, at the ca- peeking at the camera at my house i had orbs flying around the backyard and got those got a picture of those what what color the were those big, scott white orange they were they were, they were white mm. and i couldn't see them with the naked eye they only showed up in the camera <laughs> <laughs> yeah i felt like a 
it was about dusk and I was sitting on my back deck and I have the, uh, you know, I have the motion sensor light mm-hmm. and, and I got the hair stood out up on my neck and the motion sensor lights went off and I, you know, I said, it's, it's just weird, but being, I've been in this, I immediately got my camera out and did a full 360 all the way around me. So you sensed then, it, you sensed them yeah. uh, presence around that you're like, okay, I'm taking some pictures because I can't see it, but sounds like you, Ronnie. Yeah. Something's there. Yep. Yeah. Something's there. And then, uh, I got the pictures on my web page book and everywhere else, but basically the first couple of pictures, it's a single orb. It's like it's an orb traveling through a white tube, right? And, mm-hmm. and at first you look at that and I thought, well, maybe that's just some sort of camera flare, you know? Right. Yes, but, yes. But, then, but, then, but then the third picture, there's three of them going in three different directions. And uh, I had I sent the uh, I sent the picture off to a friend of mine that was a, a professional photographer and, and did photography for a career. And he analyzed, and he said, I don't know what that is. He said, it's not a lens flare. He said, a lens flare can't go in three different directions. Right. You know, it was taken with an iPhone. So he said, there's no way, you know, you can hold the aperture open and make, uh, you know, make that, make three different orbs go in three different directions. So he said, I can, he said, I, he said, I can tell you 100% it's not a lens flare. So, yeah, and, that, and that's really, an, an amazing thing. With it. it looks like they're going, like you said, like a tube, like a train track. Like they can go in either direction down this whatever that you're capturing and it seems to be is this a blur but it's almost like you're seeing the piping system that these things kind of fly through or something yeah that's what it was it's weird and then you know and then of course they started visiting the, the, the bigfoot themselves started visiting my house and it's in this regular neighborhood you know it's a just a small you know small city i mean yeah there are woodlots nearby and, but i but uh everybody is you know you know, the casual observer just thought I was a Looney Tunes. Right. And I started, but I, I started finding footprints in the backyard. They started stealing so, dog food out of the dog food. They slapped the side of the house. They got, I got handprints on the side of the house. Wow. I mean, just all kinds of crazy stuff. And my neighbors, I didn't get to see it, but both sets of neighbors got to see a young one in no 2012. Way. Yeah, they went crazy. Uh, in April, I, I wasn't here, and my neighbors directly behind me were having a, a cookout like the first warm night. Mm-hmm. And they noticed what looked like it was just dark, and the my, the next door neighbor's wife looked up and said, "There's somebody in that tree," and her husband's a cop, and, and they look up there, and, and to them they described it as a young kid in a hoodie, about six foot one, six foot two, and they said the guy went went through the tree and did the halt thing, you know, with his flashlight and gun, and the thing jumped out of the tree. They said about fourteen or fifteen feet, hit the ground running. They never seen anything run so fast. Oh and they don't understand how. They didn't understand how it didn't break its leg. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so fast forward to August, and I had gone. To, it was a Saturday night, and I had gone made a you know made a run to Walmart and came back. And when I pull in my driveway, there's cops. There's two cop cars with their lights going in my driveway. And I'm like, what in the world, you know? And I get out, and I'm like, you know, can I help you? What's going on? You know, is everything all right? And he said, well, sir, the lady that lives behind you, kind of category behind me, uh, she had a. She had a prowler uh, in her backyard, and he jumped the fence and ran through your yard. And I said, "Well, what's his description?" He said, oh, "It's a young kid, about six one, about two hundred pounds, in a, in a in a black hoodie." <laughs> so the next the next morning, I I go over and talk to the to the lady, and I said, well, "Hey, you know what was going on last night?" She said, "Well, she said my dog started just going crazy." And so they have a they have a screened in deck. It comes out where the house you go down the steps to the pool. And she said, so I come out to see what was going on. And she said, then I saw it. And I said, you saw it? She said, yeah, it was crouched down beside the edge of the house. Ugh. And she said, 
she said, I opened the door, uh, the screen door and stepped out on the landing. And she said it, it stood up, ran around the pool. She said like a hurdler, it went over my, uh, my fence. It ran through your backyard and went through your side yard and out through the neighborhood. And I said, what did it look like? And she, and then she caught herself and she said, well, it was that little boy in the hoodie that's been in our neighborhood. And I said, little boy in the hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you know that, uh, there's a little, uh, there's a little 16 year old girl that lives up the street and he keeps climbing up, uh, the, the cedar tree beside her house and looking in at her at night. He, they called the police on him two, three times. And I was like, Oh gosh, you know, of course I wasn't going to say anything to her, but uh, right. that was, that all like transpired in that one year. They were, it was just a little juvenile was just having a, a blast around Real here nice. and everybody was seeing, you know, everybody got to see him but me. Scott, let's talk about this new footage you got uh, of this white potential Bigfoot. Um, what has sure. the re- what has the reaction been? What do you think you captured? Um, and and where does it stand now in the community? Do you think do you think people are, are are largely saying this is real, or do you think have you faced kind of the opposite? Like it's not a Bigfoot. What what have you gotten more of? Uh, no, most ninety percent of the people that look at it agree with me that it's a Bigfoot. <laughs> I mean, I've uh, slowed it down, sped it up, zoomed in on it. Uh, it's obviously moving. I've gone back and done follow-up. You know, the thing's pretty pretty good size if you base it on the trees. You know, the, the, here's, you know the, the, the sad part is the footage was taken back in 2012. And then I've been, I mean, you got if you can imagine going out in the woods and I've got two cameras, one going backwards and then one, you know, I'm holding my hand. Right. And so if I go out for four hours, i got eight hours of footage. We'll do that for six years. Right, right. So I got all this unwatched footage. And so that's how I found it. I found it, you know, a couple of years ago. Oh. But, and, uh, but I found it just reviewing my old footage. Isn't it? That's, that's amazing. Well, so, why is it, why is it coming out now? What happened? Well, then? I know Scott just recently posted it and that's how I, I saw it again. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I've, I've had it, po- I've had it posted for a while and it just went, un- I don't know why people just went unnoticed. People just didn't, wow. you know, sometimes things flip under the radar sure. and, and you know i i had shown the footage at a at a, at a couple of uh uh convention you know uh bigfoot conventions and everybody's doing and on and, and and stuff but and it is here recently you know I, I did work on it some more i i took i took the best photo uh still capture you know i ran it through the filters and i cleaned you know what i'm saying i cleaned up the blur and, and kind of cleaned it up a little bit so you could see it better but you know and so it seems that picture got everybody's attention and then, you know, with some better software to be able to stabilize it. And then I just put it in that loop, you know, I mean, a couple of people accused me of faking it, of course, sure. you know, you've got a guy in a white suit, you know, obviously, I mean, and anybody that wants to see that, I mean, seriously, like if any, any, anybody does, uh, you know, analyze this film, I'll give them the raw footage. I don't care. I mean, you know, I don't have anything to hide. It's obvious. If you watch the entire piece of footage, you know, that clip probably, the, you know, the whole, you know, I would take about 15 minutes worth of footage and, you know, you know, reset the camera so you don't have long clips to watch. So, you know, it's about 15 minutes, you know, me and my son are sitting around, the wind's blowing a little bit, we're talking, and then I'm like, are you ready to go back down the hill? And he's like, yeah. So he gets in front of me and we're just going down the trail, you know. It, you know, this thing, on this, this, the thing about it is it only lasts a few seconds. Right. It goes up and down. I mean, it's it's stunning footage, Scott. Um, it, it's amazing too what you think. You probably have so much more that you haven't even gone through yet, right? right? Yeah, but, that's the scary part. It's what <laughs> yeah. what's sitting in, what's sitting in the in the box down here in my you know in, in my little office. And, you know, and I just I just have to you know at night sometimes like when I'm watching football or something, 
I'll just get the I'll get my laptop out and I'll you know pop in a DVD and you know you know start you know scrolling back and forth, you know scrubbing it to see see if I could find anything. I, I mean I've I've found other footage, but you know it's not that good. The problem a lot of times with back trail stuff is you could you know you know especially on a laptop high def. Okay, there it is. I see it. It's fifty yards in the background and you know okay it moved across the screen, but it's not production quality. In other words, if I posted it, you know, half the people are going to say, ah, you know, right, that's yeah, a sure. paranoia, that's, you know, that's a bear walking back. But, uh, you know, you know, it, it's tough to get that money shot. You know, I tell people I did this for 10 years and I've, and I've done all these, you know, hundreds of hours of video. And out of that, I probably got about 30 seconds of decent footage. Amazing. You know, it's, it's not like they're, you know, you know, they're hiding from you on yeah. purpose. And, <laughs> and they're smart, right? They're smart. Um, they're very smart, and they don't want to be—they don't want to be filmed. So right. that's kind of a hard deal to to get them to come out. Well, we'll certainly put whatever you find on our site. Uh, when you find something, please call us. Don't hesitate. Um, where can people sure. see all your stuff, Scott? We've linked to your uh, page and your video, but where can people go directly to see all your stuff? All right, I, I, I'm on—I uh, use Blogspot, and I've got like three blogs. Uh, and if they'll just Google it, I mean. The, my main blog is called the Bigfoot Field Journal. Okay. And if you'll just, just Scott Carpenter space Bigfoot Field Journal, and then that'll take you to my main Bigfoot blog. I've also got another, uh, I got a couple more blogs, one for the dog man, uh, uh, where I've kind of got, I put all the dog man stuff. Mm. It's called uh, uh, The Monsters Are Real, uh, The Dog Man. And then I've got one site for my Nephilim stuff, so it's called The Nephilim Among Us. And then the other one is uh, is my most recent book I wrote about the DNA study, and it's it's more of a it's more of a my uh, my take or my my experience with the Sasquatch DNA study and that whole you know three ring circus it became. And, and and I wrote that book because people just kept asking me and asking me, and I finally just said, All right, I'm just gonna write a book about it. And if they ask me, I can say I wrote a book. You read awesome. the book. Good for you, man. Thank um, you, Scott, so much. Yeah, Scott Carpenter, thank you so much for your time. Uh, and I want to leave you with a little gift because okay. Ronnie and I are kind of geniuses, you know. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, look, we don't, to our knowledge, and Ronnie really knows this stuff. I know my stuff a little bit. Ronnie really knows this stuff. To our knowledge, if if you didn't invent the whole thing, specifically hunting for Bigfoot with the backward-facing camera, you're certainly the first who got a piece of footage that is widespread. So I think you need to trademark it. You ready for this? For I'm going to dub Uh-oh. it right now. I'm christening it right now. Trademark it <laughs> from here on out. What's the date today, producer Dave? October 3rd. October 3rd, 2019. When you're hunting Bigfoot, all you Bigfoot researchers, and you put a camera on backwards, we are going to call it the Carpenter Cam. I love it. <clears throat> I love it. <laughs> What do you think about that, Scott? That's all right. Thank you, Scott Carpenter. Thank you, man. Inventor of the You're Carpenter welcome, Cam. Guys. We'll talk to you yep. soon, brother. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Nice. Perfect. But that's interesting. See, it's like <sighs> all the shit. See, they're around houses and people yeah. just go oh that's somebody in a hoodie right and they're seeing the right the cone head and the right. hair and they think it's right so how many sightings are like that but thank you to scott carpenter great stuff the white bigfoot we report you decide uh speaking of reporting ronnie i want to tell you about a new business opening in the area very soon our friends at dell's coffee 
New sponsor here on the Monsterland podcast, Dell's Coffee Roasters, coming soon. Their online store is coming soon. You can get unbelievable quality crafted, fresh and local coffee brewed for you. You just go to dellscoffee.com and we're going to be part of their launch, Ronnie. Um, it's going to, I know these guys. Awesome. It's, it's a great product, high quality. If you love coffee, these guys know their stuff. They I can make coffee. a lot of it. They can tailor it to what you want. They can do wholesale. They can do individual. Dellscoffee.com. Excited that they are now part of the Monsterland team. Yeah. Why don't we open a Monsterland case file, Ronnie? Now let's Ooh. open another Monsterland case file. Okay, so this one comes to us from Monsterland. This is the sound that we've been talking about. Ronnie and I hit the Monsterland area, started in his backyard, started walking along the outskirts of Monsterland uh, into the trees at 3 a.m. to try to drum up some more stuff. This came because of a new case file that Ronnie received from some local people, but let's let him tell you that night, let's go back to that night earlier this week, 3 a.m., or at this time, our first recording, our first clip is about 2.30, Two-ish, I think. Yeah. Two. <clears throat> yep. um, so we'll let you tell us, as it happened, uh, hit it, Dave, our first clip. Greetings, monsters. So Ronnie and I decided, let's investigate a case. Now, we have a fresh case. We decided to wait till 3 a.m., probably a mistake. <laughs> Most definitely. But what is the case that we are going to investigate? There was a recent uh, person who came to you and had a potential Bigfoot experience in a nearby park right here in Monsterland. Yeah, so we had, uh, I had on two different occasions, two different, I guess if you would classify them as psychic mediums. Okay. Um, one of them went through Lemister State Forest, through Elm Street, and got the, she was with other people that I guess you would call sensitive as well. Yes, that got the impression of a big figure. They felt like they were being watched the entire time. Uh, and just recently, I had someone come to Barrett Park, which is pretty close to my house, and uh, they got the impression of multiple Sasquatch coming down into this lake pond area to almost feed and walk mm. through the trails and go back. All right, so we are going to walk to that area right now it's 2 a.m. By the time we get everything all ready uh, and get there, it's going to be hopefully 3 a.m., which is we're trying to manifest some shit. What the hell was that? That was a car. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just got freaked up by a car. All right. This place is spooky, man. I'm already we starting. in Monsterland. Uh, so, okay, so we're going to try and get some orbs going. Try and maybe, we're what? right down the street from St. Leo Cemetery. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. <laughs> UFO. Nope. Yeah. And the guy. Oh, St. Lu- Leo's the where the guy was paralyzed. Exactly. And by right the down, UFO. And right down the street from that is where Betty Andreessen had her first encounter in Lemonster in 1944 when she was seven years old. All right. And further down, the whole uh, <laughs> Twins Cafe, Bigfoot. And so this whole where it all started right here, right where we are. Yeah, all right, we're right outside the forest. It is um, near 3 a.m. here in Monsterland. This very special last-minute micro edition called uh, "Drunken Maddie and Ronnie Try and Stir Up Some Paranormal Shit." <laughs> we're not actually drunk, which is sad. We're drunk, tired. My God, I'm getting there. All right, we'll get there. All right. 
So that uh, that clip reminded me of the yes. uh, the opening scene to the Blair Witch Project, which, as we know, didn't end well. <laughs> Very, I'm telling you, you're on more than you know. That's, you're on it, more than you know. It kind of creeped me out. So I have one question. Just yes. can you describe the? You sounded calm and and the audio was crystal clear. Yes. Describe. You're literally walking as you're doing this. No. And, and, oh, okay. We this recorded that left. in Ronnie's backyard. Okay. In a little uh, cement structure he has. Yeah. And we were kind of gathering. It was cold, so I was like getting a jacket and boots, and I just I, this whole time is all my iPhone. Gotcha. Just holding my iPhone in my hands with the voice memo recorder. And you're getting ready to head out. And we're getting ready to head out. So and we first walked into the into his backyard where he's had some stuff go on, which he's about to tell you about on this next clip. And then I started kind of, you know, he's so bold about this. He's just mm. walking ahead of me deeper <laughs> towards the trees. And I'm kind of like left behind. And that's when shit starts getting weird. You realize you're... you're portraying yourself as the shaggy of the ghost hunting he uh, really okay. is he really is <laughs> which Holy makes shit. you the guy with the the cravat there uh, oh Ronnie. can we find some sound <laughs> for that with him yeah you know shaggy it's right was, here you know, Zoinks! Sh- <laughs> you know shaggy was shagging thelma and the, <laughs> everyone thought it was the blonde it's but definitely it smoking with her yeah. and my last question is is that concrete structure in the ronnie's backyard where he conducts his goat sacrifices i'm just <laughs> quite possible okay. right. there was a pentagram on the floor which i don't know what that was about but uh no so you can you can set the scene that uh, you can see that i'm already on edge and all kidding aside having read ronnie's book having had everything that's happened to us happen to us since we've started doing this podcast, I was on edge. You know, I certainly was wearing my uh, Oak Island Templar crucifix. I can promise you that. I was wearing my <laughs> scapular. I was ready to go. So, uh, and, and you know, believe, we'll, let, we'll let you decide as the sound goes on. All right, so this is our next clip. Now, here we are in Ronnie's backyard. We're deep into Ronnie's backyard where he has had experiences. And here he is starting to tell me about uh, one of these orb experiences. All right, where are we now, Ronnie? We're going out into this uh, area back behind this house. Uh, now you've seen you've seen orbs here, correct? So I've had three orbs, orange orbs, actually stepped out of my porch with another friend of mine, and we walked out. He had a weird feeling, and we walked out, and there were three orbs, orange oh, orbs, God. hanging in the sky, and they were in a triangular formation, and one by one they kind of they hovered, they weren't moving, they wasn't blinking, but one by one they slowly kind of went away. Oh my God. But back here, yeah. so we're in my backyard. Okay, is, yeah, we're basically on the out, uh, uh, and you're back behind your house. Yeah, so. On the outskirts of this woods here. What the hell is that? Now literally you heard that, right? Oh yeah. I, I think. Is that a cat or something? Acorns or something. Oh, acorns falling, okay, go ahead. Every little noise is freaking me out. I know, right? <laughs> so there was a swing set over here yeah. a few years back. Yeah. And uh, we were out here at night. It was like 11 o'clock. Yeah. And um, summertime, the kids were playing, hanging out. And my daughter asked for me to give her my cell phone. Okay. She took a bunch of pics, four or five, six pictures, something like that, and gave it back to me. And when they looked at the photos after, there was a little, like, orange orb that was floating around the friggin' oh my God. swing set. But off to the right, and I'm trying to dig into um, iCloud to pull up the photo. Right. There was, like, an elf-like figure 
in this weird light right over here in this corner right over here it's a spooky little corner all right i'm gonna take some pictures and see if we get some orbs going hold on okay so i then shut the we you know i shut the recorder off and started taking pictures into that corner and that's a spooky exercise too because yeah. at first the flash <laughs> is going off and it's dark. Like Ronnie shut off when we got away from the lights by his house and ventured further out to the tree line. It's so dark in Monsterland area. Like you can't see your hand in front of your face if you're in the woods, you know what I mean? Right. So it's getting darker. It's 3 a.m. I'm punchy. I was joking about being drunk. We weren't drunk. I had just come from that speaking event. Actually, I had just come from driving two and a half hours. Right. So I was sober as a jaybird. But I started to get that feeling. You can hear me on edge, like every little noise. And yes, some of it was probably acorns falling. <laughs> but then it starts to almost, oh, and by the way, no orbs. I checked the pictures. Uh, actually, live that, that evening, right. I checked. Uh, but then it starts getting weird. Then it starts, then we start hearing noises almost as soon as we mentioned Sasquatch. As soon as we right. mentioned that we were as out we there. Start to saying an, something. As soon as we start talking <clears throat> about Bigfoot, David, it started. And I mean, we'll just play it, and you can decide for yourself. Wait a minute, that's the Damn wrong Damn you. That's the okay, wrong uh, Clip four, David. Okay, so we're still out here. We're trying to... I took some photos. We got no orbs in the photos. We're now scanning the sky. You can hear how quiet it is out here. At 3 a.m. Um, what story were you just about to tell me, Ronnie? So I had come out in my backyard at one point during the day, but I just get this sense, shoot some video in slow motion. Right. Not like I heard a voice, but just that, that kind of impulse. Have you ever thought of taking up golf? No. <laughs> I've been brought up in a... Have you heard that? Yep. What was that? That was a bang. But, uh... Yeah, go on with your story. So, uh... Where the hell was I? Like most normal men your age, sitting alone in your backyard, yeah, you decided yeah. to take some slow motion video yeah. of this guy. So I, I just basically pointed at this guy, and I started shooting slow motion, and I just held my hands steady for like a minute. Right. And I shot, in the, and it was pretty clear blue. In the sky? Blue. In the sky, okay. pretty oh clear blue. There was some clouds. Yes. And when I played it back, I was seeing some weird things kind of like moving in slow motion mm. so fast mm. that... If you were watching it in real time, you wouldn't see it. What I was looking at, okay, are these bugs? Right. That's the first thing. Right. But what I was seeing with these objects, which looked like black balls, okay? Oh, now it's getting interesting out here. Oh, all right. Damn it. Black metal balls. Damn it. But it looks like it's going... Black balls, sign me up. Now, it it you could what's what's complicated about this clip is that this is right when stuff started to happen. But then right. he, he said that, and so I was honestly scared. But you can hear me. You can almost hear if you replay that, David. Like you, you can hear Ronnie oh, I having figured out what I go. Maddie's going to chew this thing up. No pun intended. Halfway through him saying black balls, you can hear him realize yes. like black balls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, 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 it's like the release I was looking for. You, know, you ever want to see a politician when he says something racist or, 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 and he knows he said it and he starts to backtrack or have a guy on a talk yeah. show and so he's like, think of a way out. Yeah. Well, the thing about women is, well, I, I love women. I, I, oh. That's like, you're like black. Oh no. Oh no. Balls. Oh no. By the way, for our listeners, the the laughter was on the clip. You guys were laughing here in the studio yeah. also. Oh, yeah. but the laughter play play was it one there. more time. Play, yeah. we'll, we'll, sure. we'll try not to laugh so you can hear it clean. All right. If you were watching it in real time, you wouldn't see it. When I was looking at, okay, are these bugs? Right. That's the first thing. Right. But what I was seeing with these objects, which looked like black balls, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, now it's getting interesting. Okay, okay. So it's weird because, I mean, look, someone Uh, said to me recently, who was an Oak fan, a lot of the Oak fans that follow me um, are wonderful, but a lot of them are are very serious about, like, the Oak thing, and they don't like the paranormal thing. So someone said to me, um, you know, oh, yeah, I've been listening to your podcast. I like it, but you get a little too silly. And I said, that's fine. I get it, but that's just who I am, and, and, and... Listen, I don't care if I'm talking about politics, this type of stuff, right. Oak Island religion. If you put me in a room with a friend, we're going to laugh. At some point, yeah. there's going to be joy. It's just yeah. who I am, and I'm going to not fight it. And if you don't want it, if you, if you want to listen to, what's the guy's name on, uh, who's the, the guy, uh, Coast to Coast, uh, not our belly oh, pastor. George Norrie. George Norrie. If you want to listen to that, awesome. He's great. <clears throat> but it's not what we do. It's not who I am. It's not right. who you are. Like, right. we love the joy of it. So... It's complicated though because I was actually scared. Too silly, David. But it's it's what I want to make clear is that it was a relief release for me because I started to feel what people describe in Muslim, that feeling of being watched. Yeah. I did. And it could be my imagination. It was the first time we started getting sounds like cracks and sounded like things are getting kind of thrown at us, like distant. Again, you bring up Blair Witch, David. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. It sounded like deep in the from the tree line, things are being thrown at us. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. And For I was sure. trying to ignore it. And I was like, okay, it's just acorns falling. You actually said at one point, it's probably just acorns. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. But they got heavier and heavier and, and heavier. It was, yeah, louder and louder. And just the reference, what I was talking about, black balls, was basically seeing like the orbs, like a circular thing, multiple ones moving through the clouds after I filmed it in slow-mo. It was, un- it was weird. Right. Um, so, all right, so we move on. So now now it gets to the point where, it, again, it's, it's now, it's getting ridiculous. The sounds, I'm getting sillier because I'm getting more scared. Uh, and this is when I believe this clip is when we just start getting almost direct answers mm. to us saying, like, do you hear that? And then, boom. The timing was yes, pretty well. Yes, and then I made the mistake, I think, of one point at throwing something back. And then it got louder and more of it. It was really unbelievable. Now it sounds like those are fucking footsteps, it's, bro. It sounds like something's being thrown at us. It literally does. But they're like, because at first I thought it was acorns falling, but now it's coming from both sides. So, we're we're no no, not so. <laughs> what is throwing things at us? <laughs> we're in this weird spot that if you look. Down this way is Fort Devens. Right. And in between this and just in this airspace. Like right where we're standing. Right, right where we're, we're standing. Up, has been. 
there's there literally have been UFOs that have been seen. This airspace that we're looking at right now is it's, like just chock full of UFO activity. Yeah, and it just has you know this this history of there's more shit. We're in, we're in ground zero. Yeah, it's 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 kind of cool, and you can kind of feel the the energy of the area too. But it's pretty historic when it comes to it's like wicked UFO history and 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 Sasquatch, which is yeah. just blows my mind. Which that. is unbelievable. Add that to the mix. So as you can hear, things are going on around us, and I did a bad job because right when I stopped that and said ground zero, that's when it really started intensifying. Mm, By the time I start recording again, David, all hell has broken loose. All hell has broken loose around us. Okay, we are in the woods, and something is... Do you hear that? We're getting... Listen. Something's fucking throwing things at us. No joke. I just threw something back, and... I'm shaking. <laughs> See if we can capture one here. It's been constant now since about 3... It's 3.23 a.m. It's been constant since about 3. I'm going to throw something back again. All right, let's see. stalked. I hate Monsterland. I wish I never met you. I wish I never did this fucking podcast. So again, me trying to find the funny, but I was freaking freaked out, dude. It was so loud. It was so loud. It sounded like people were, something was throwing things at us. I was a couple what I would call almost wood knocks. And there was, it sounded like footsteps breaking. It sounded like footsteps a couple times breaking through the lower brush coming at us. Better, I'd I'd say that sounded like a tree breaking in half, almost like yes, that's what it sounded like. But it was coming from the ground, like it was like it was coming from everywhere. It uh-huh. honestly was. It was like it started. The, the reason I played those three clips first was we were trying to have conversations, and we kept getting interrupted by sounds when we were talking about being out there to find Sasquatch or follow up on the case, or I'd ask about the case. We'd hear noises and kind of look at each other and smile. Okay, just acorns falling, but they got louder and louder mm-hmm. and more distinct, and and. Again, with that feeling of like, Ugh, am I getting what I'm asking for type mm. of thing? They, they got louder and, and so constant that you heard me. I turned into Dom DeLuise. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it, it, was, it was definitely louder than an acorn. That, that, oh, my that, God. Because uh, I was like, what the It was cracking. Fuck? It was like cracking. Yeah, yeah. that's the sound. Like, like wood splitting. Can we get yeah. my uh, Dom DeLuise one more time or as close as you can to that, yeah, to that noise coming? Yeah, yeah. L- listen to it again. Dude, now the question stuck. is, what was I saying there? I think I was saying we're about to get killed by Bigfoot. I think is what I was going. Can we play one more time? I think I, that's what I was. If you can translate what I was saying, can we slow that down at some point, Dave? And and dude, we're getting fucking stalked. There's a challenge for you, monsters. Uh, come on, monsters. What the fuck is he saying? Can you figure out what I was saying? I think it was, oh shit, we're gonna get killed by Bigfoot or something like that. So. And then, and then finally, this final clip is, uh, I, this is just like, this is when we start, Ronnie, not me, Ronnie starts to openly like talk to the trees. 
<laughs> and like challenging whatever it is, which I wasn't crazy about, but we got some sound. Oh yeah, they're getting bright now. Oh, Come on, give stop us Stop one time. I'm All sorry, right. David. Uh, what you're gonna hear is, uh, so again, I stopped because I was freaked out. And what you're hearing there is picking up, I, because now we started thinking, all right, we've got some possible something in the trees messing with us. Now might be a great time to get a UFO or an orb. So we right. started looking to the skies amidst all these noises coming at us from the trees, thinking maybe we'll get something going here. Right, some other activity. Right, so you're hearing me react to what I think might be an orb, or, or maybe I saw something in the sky, UFO, we're looking for that, and then the trees just kind of exploded. Oh, yeah, they're getting bright now. Come on, give us something. All right, let's... What the fuck? Are we not being? We're being. It's we're weird. being. It's, it's almost like gin types. Like we're being trickstered. Like we're. Ask for a big right. crash or something that right. is so definitive that there's no denying. What the fuck? What the fuck is it? <laughs> so there you go. Um, it sounded. It, that sounded like a wood knock to me. But when we heard it, it sounded almost like metallic, like metal. Yeah, so, yeah, when I first yeah. heard it, now yeah. hearing it back, it doesn't sound as like heavy as it did. You know, right. You it know sounded louder in person than right. it does on the tape. Yeah. Full disclosure, you know, we weren't a mile out in the woods. There could have been, uh, you know, there are buildings nearby. Route 2 is nearby. Right. It could, have been, it could have been a lot of things, but man. Just the I mean, timing of it. The timing, just, it was coming it, from the trees. And it's 3.30. 3 a.m. And, and the, the timing of it again. Could you go to one more time, David? I'm sorry, where Ronnie kind of asks for the noise and, and give that noise one more time. Are we not being, we're being, it's we're weird. being, it's, it's almost like gin types. Like we're being trickstered. Like we'll we're, I, ask for a big right. crash or something that right. is so definitive that there's no denying. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I wanted out of there. And Here, we never went to the park. I, w- I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I didn't it's get 45. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done. So we went back to your shelter in your backyard, and uh, that was it. And we met with your lovely wife and uh, decompressed. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Do listen. You, are you glad you didn't go to the, to the Barrett Park? No, I'm <laughs> mad now because I let. Well, I. Okay, I was also freaking exhausted. Oh, dude. Yeah. I was exhausted leaving the Oak Island talk, you know, and then the two and a half hour, or well, two hour drive to you or an hour and 45, whatever it was. So, you know, it was 3 a.m. and I'm old, I'm getting old. So I was exhausted. That was part of that. And then the high emotion that's going on. Now, listen, whether it was just noises in the woods, whatever, it almost doesn't matter. I felt weird. And. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh my god. Why do we give a producer that type of power over us? <laughs> We're going to hear that for the rest of this whole podcast. <sighs> so yeah, awesome. it was it was uh again, but it, oh, So next uh, weekend, you want to come No. Back? Well, and then and then it it points to the fact that uh when you and I get together, Ronnie, stuff happens. Yeah. Whether again, whether it is paranormal or not, we have yet to get together and either with recording or not and not have something happen that is weird or unexplainable. Right. Correct? Yeah. Keeps on proving itself. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Let's go. To uh, it. Another f- 
and pick up goddamn oh shit we're recording want to go deeper into the mystery get the book monsterland encounters with ufo's bigfoot and orange orbs by ronnie leblanc available now on amazon barnes and noble and everywhere fine books are sold if you're a regular listener to the monsterland podcast you know we had a ufo expert on used by MUFON, to analyze videos, we showed him or had him look at a UFO video. He told us it was probably a falcon. That was Mark D'Antonio. And thus, <laughs> Fact or Falcon was born. Let's play another round of Fact or Falcon. Everyone's favorite game where we take something that's either in the news or uh, something we've come up with here in Monsterland, and we analyze it and we vote on it. Is it fact? Is it real? Or is it a falcon? <laughs> Unreal or explainable. So this comes from our own show, Ronnie. Woo. Because we played last week. I urge you to go back to last week's episode. Oh, God, was it last week or two weeks ago? I suck. Producer right. Dave, can you work on that? Was it last week or, or two weeks ago? Uh, we took an EVP from my room because I heard footsteps. My wife heard it. Yoko, the beloved Yoko. That was, um, I believe that was two episodes ago. Yeah, two, we're, thank we're you. confirming, yeah. The beloved Yoko uh, heard... Footsteps, as did my son Max. Two mm -hmm. witnesses, clear footsteps. So we took EVPs in my room. Now, here's how it broke down. Well, first of all, we heard from people who said, I got a couple texts saying, I heard a breath, a very distinct breath on that EVP. So listeners were taking a listen Correct. and hearing it and hearing something. Correct. Yeah. Dave Wheatley, who had me speak uh, on Oak Island in Watervillette, New York. Mm -hmm. I think I'm saying that right. Watervillette, Watervillette, New York. They're probably all laughing at me right now. Like, oh, he keeps butchering the name. <laughs> um, he heard a breath also, and he's a paranormal investigator. He sent us an EVP, which we will play on our Halloween special, pre-Halloween special. So we decided to put this to the test. Now, here's how we scientifically analyzed this. Ronnie and I, when we went into my room to take the EVPs, both had our iPhones in our hands, Okay. The one we played on the episode where people heard the breath was my phone. Right. My voice close to the phone, Ronnie in the distance. Now, Ronnie also was recording on his phone, but the recording we, we gave you was from my phone. So, the breath you hear, which we're about to play for you, is very clear in my phone. And what we decided was, if you also hear it in Ronnie's phone, of which I was away from, then we know it's paranormal. Yeah, because I was trying to hold that away from Correct. from my from me Correct. towards you. So my hand was out, kind of outstretched. So I was like, I don't think it's me. It right. could be, but so in other words, so. if you hear a loud breath out of my phone, absolutely could be me because I had it near my mouth. Correct. If you hear the same loud breath out of your phone's version, then we then we might we're onto something. something. Yeah. So we'll play my version first, where the breath is heard, and I actually think I looped it, David, at the end. So you'll hear the clip, you'll hear the breath, and then you'll hear it several times in a row. So you just so just so we have context of what we know we're looking for. Okay, here's my and this version. This was Maddie. This was two weeks ago. Thank se you. September nineteenth uh, edition of Monster. That's Thank why you, you wear that producer's hat. It's called. All right, here we go. It's called the Dunce Cap. I do feel a little uh, shit. I do feel a little um, cold. Like I do feel a little. Um, I do feel a little. Um, I do feel a little, um, I do feel a little, um, so it's, I do feel a little, and then you say shit. I say shit right before it, and then I looped it. So do it one more time so you, you'll hear it. I, I say shit, and he says, I do feel a little, and the breath is happening when Ronnie's talking. I and do then, feel I, a little, uh, shit. I do feel a little, um, 
cold. Like I do mm. feel a little. Um, I do feel a little. Um, I do feel a little. Um, I do feel okay. a little. Okay, so that's um, our baseline. Ronnie, you heard it. David, you hear it. Pardon me. I definitely heard. Great. Yeah, I definitely heard it. I don't. I, it, when you looped it, it reminded me of the Beatles' Revolution Number Nine, but that's a different story. Speaking. No, of it's which, definitely there. Yeah, it's definitely there. Um, shout out to Chachi and yep, a, our, who's waiting to come in and do his podcast. That's right. Uh, Want to give that a quick plug? Get back to the Beatles. Get back to the Beatles. Um, okay, so now here comes our scientific test, Factor Falcon. We will now play Ronnie's version. Same moment. If we hear a breath. <sighs> While he's saying what he's saying, we know that it's probably paranormal. It's not either of us making right, that sound. Right, because that how could it possibly be that close to the microphone on both phones unless it's paranormal? Yeah. We were standing feet away from each other. So this is the test. Here we go. I'm excited. Hit it, David. I do feel a little... Uh, Shit. I do feel a little um, cold, like... No breath. Nothing. 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 So I've, I've come to the conclusion <laughs> that it was me. That I was excited, I would agree. and I went. <sighs> but because this is when you, this is when the anxiety that wasn't over. Starts. That wasn't over your. I guess I guess it was separate. I was trying to tell on the original clip if it was simultaneous to you speaking, which would mean it couldn't be the sound right. View, but I good technically call. don't think I was speaking. Ronnie was yes. when you hear the breath. Okay. Yeah, you weren't so, talking at all. So that breath. Now you could, if you want to be crazy about it. You could say that whatever's in my room wanted to appear on my phone. Right. I'm the, but listen, I think it's important that we are... If you're in that camp, you could point out that the, the breath was yet not even uh, audible at all. Online. Not even faintly on Ronnie's. Yeah, Right, true. But, uh, I think it was me. But I'm going to say... Yeah, but we also know that his uh, lung capacity is, is very <laughs> limited. <laughs> <laughs> so that would explain why the sound couldn't travel over to my phone. All right. If you're here in this room in pod 617 <laughs> and you're a ghost, give us any sort of sign. <laughs> oh, my God. It's I'm the a ghost of my esophagus. Uh, can we sell that as a ringtone? No. <laughs> so I believe this test, the scientific test we just conducted, I'm going to call the EVP from my room gladly, by the by, Falcon. I will second that with Falcon. Let's hit the monster mail and get out of here. Now it's time for monster mail. Tons of monster mail to get to, uh, Ronnie. Let's start with one that came. uh, (laughs) This is just a funny little thing. I love this stuff. Uh, This came via social media. Did you hear what came out uh, yesterday? So uh, October 2nd. Yes. The Canadian Royal Mint announced a special coin celebrating, commemorating the UFO incident known as the Shag Harbor Ah. incident in October 4th, 1967, right off the coast of Nova Scotia, where Oak Island is. Not too far from Oak Island. What's really cool about this, and you can check it out, I posted on our socials, the, uh, the fact that this coin is made of silver, uh, it's square in shape. There are three uh, fishermen in a boat, basically on the water, and one of them in the middle is pointing to these four orange orbs that are hanging up in the sky. I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. But what blew me away is that they have a black light that comes with this coin. So when you put it on, the, the black light on the coin, a flying saucer that is invisible appears. What? 
what? Where those orange orbs are basically affixed to the craft. And it's coming out of the water. Now, the whole story was that this thing was the size of a bus, an orange orb the size of a bus that was flying around the city. Fishermen, townspeople saw it. It then uh, crashed into the water. It was called in. The uh, Royal Mounted Canadian Police came and investigated that it was called in as a uh, plane crash. Now, what has been uncovered since then in the late 80s, uh, it came out that in the same area there was a U.S. military base, a secret base that was disguised as an oceanographic institute, and they were monitoring the water. So there's theories that were they watching these things, and, and insiders say that this craft, this thing, um, did not crash. It, it went into the water, and it maneuvered all the way down to the bottom of the ocean floor, and it left these glowing yellow foam bubbles at the top of the surface of the water. So just, this is pretty crazy, and they maybe they're saying, you know, telling us something. This is not the first coin that they commemorated. They did a Falcon Lake UFO incident from the year before uh, a coin around that. So everyone's starting to participate in the whole UFO disclosure movement, it sounds like. Were those uh, described as orange orbs? Uh, they, were, they were, yeah, they were described as orbs uh, from the different experiences. The people, I, there were uh, at least a dozen people. One of them are still existing, uh, 67-year-old Lori Wickens, um, he was 17 years old at the time, and he said that the four lights were in a row, and they were going on and off. Uh, they then watched this thing go into the ocean. Um, they watched in amazement as a glowing orange sphere about the size of a city bus bobbed on the waves 300 meters from the shore, and then at 11.20, it slipped beneath the surface and disappeared. They said nothing was ever found, but supposedly the Navy sent divers in and a lot of the townspeople feel like they retrieved or recovered something from this craft. Could this very well be that piece of material that Tom DeLong and his group have? Right off of Nova Scotia, not too far from Oak Island, uh, I would encourage you to look up on your on-demand um, the Drilling Down Paranormal Special we did on Oak Island, Behind the Curse, Beyond the Curse, where we looked at is there a curse on Oak Island in which Dave Blankenship tells me about a time right around 1967, early 70s, where he saw what he described as an orange glowing fireball. Whoa. Go across the water to Oak Island. He gets a call. The island's on fire from a friend. He speeds on I the remember island. He that, watches yes. it go on the island. He sees it actually light up the trees as it's heading towards the island. He gets the island. He gets there. It's gone by the time he gets there. Because it went in the water. Oh. I'm just telling you, oh. it's, it's not too far from there. Around the same, same time. time. Wow. So that is cool. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Uh, so thank you for the person who posted that. Uh, also, Barbara sent us a picture of a guy in a truck. And if you can see that, we posted this, or she posted it on our, on our page. We love this type of stuff. A truck with a Bigfoot on it laying uh, as a... Remember the Burt Reynolds picture, Dave, where he's laying kind of naked with his one leg up like a Kimbo? What do you mean, kind of? <laughs> Besides having it on your ceiling as a kid, uh, it, the, Bigfoot didn't? is in that position, and he's petting a, a, a pet raccoon in his lap. Uh, and I love that. Thank you, Barbara, for that type of stuff. Um, also, oh my gosh, we got so many. Let's just fire through some of these... Um, on the Bigfoot scream that we just listened to, 
the Kentucky Bigfoot scream that we played earlier in the show. Valerie Roy says, not sure about the supposed Bigfoot sounds themselves, but as a human lie detector, I can say that I believe the witness is genuinely concerned and doesn't know what he's hearing, which says a lot in my book. The sounds themselves are interesting. Uh, again, the witness seems credible in that video. Yeah. Uh, RE, the video of a UFO that we posted. Uh, you can see it on our Facebook page, Monsterland Podcast on Facebook. There was this video we posted, Ronnie, of this kind of, it's one of those meteor-looking UFOs, and then all these strange lights around it. Uh, it's right on the page. You'll see it. Uh, Robert says, that's a secret Space Force re-entry. Aaron says, what the, and then emoji of a guy swearing with the red face, you know that emoji. Uh, John Schwartz says, where is this? Do we know where that took place, Ronnie? Uh, we don't. I believe, I did the guy have out. an accent? I can find out. Yeah, yeah, it, it like might be England. Or, yeah, it might be Europe. What is happening in yeah. England and Europe? Uh, Sasquatch in Banff National Park, there is a video uh, kind of resurfaced again of a tour boat uh, right outside of Banff National Park. And you see what looks like a Bigfoot on the shore. Um, and it's a, it's a lightly tanned, yes, colored Bigfoot, and it, it looks like somebody in a suit. It definitely does. Dallas know. says to us, "It's a hoax. Already been busted. Dig into it." We did a lot going off at Banff National Park. That clearly looks like a guy in a suit. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that stuff didn't go on at Banff National Park that may be real at some point. In other that, words, what that, came that first? Get that guy to come and right, do that. Exactly because, right. So yeah. you have to be so careful of throwing the Bigfoot out with the bathwater. <laughs> Uh, you got another one, Ron. Yeah, so the, thank you. <laughs> There's another one. Uh, this was actually picked up by Coast to Coast AM off of, uh, I want to say it was the Charlotte Observer. A mm -hmm. ghostly image captured along Lake James reignites Bigfoot fever in North Carolina. This just came out on Monday. And uh, I posted this on our pages. There's an enhanced version of the photo uh, taken at Lake James. And there there is a dark figure uh, lurking by the trees. And to give you... What's going on here? Um, there's a group called Bigfoot 911. They're Marion-based team. Ooh, I like it. They reported seeing a Bigfoot two years, two years ago in uh, McDowell County. and um, But they think that they've gotten real close now with finding some proof that Bigfoot does exist with this video. And how they came about getting this is that they were getting reports from fishermen at night on boats, and seeing a dark figure or huge, tall, man-like figures watching them from the shoreline. Ugh. So these guys decided, Bigfoot 911, to get into a boat together, researchers, and go along the shoreline to see if they can capture anything with a thermal camera. And they did capture a silhouetted oh figure. And it looks like there's two of them there, another one next to it. Uh, so check it out and let us know what you think. Holy moly. Uh, you know, that the fishermen have been busy in this episode. The Shag Harbor incident. Yes. Now fishermen see. I think we have some sound of the fishermen reacting to seeing the Bigfoot on the shore. <laughs> that will okay. never get old. All right. Uh, thank you. That, that's, that's enough for tonight. We, we've got more, but we'll get to it next week. Um, thank you to our guest, Scott Carpenter. Thank you, Ronnie LeBlanc. You can tell us what you think about our sounds in the woods. Um, you can tell us about what you think about all the videos we posted, all the sound. Factor Falcon, our EVP. Uh, coming up, we're going to have a pre-Halloween special, a special EVP episode, actually, where I'll play EVPs from Oak Island that I got. Also, Dave Wheatley's EVP that he sent us. Some really scary stuff. Um, Ronnie, thank you. 
Yes. Thank I'll, you. I'll be at the uh, Greater New England UFO Conference this weekend. Um, not speaking, but I'm, I'm going to be on the UFO panel on Saturday, but I'll be there Friday supporting my friends uh, Dave McCullough, ah. who we had on the show, and um, Alexandra, who we're going to get on him on the show as well. He's a filmmaker, local. He's done some stuff about Lake Champlain Monster. Fantastic. Uh, so we'll have them on. They're doing a cool Bigfoot uh, thing on Friday night at Lemister Town Hall this Friday, October 4th. And then Saturday, they're there uh, all day. We're going to do a whole UFO thing, so it should be a lot of fun. Love it. Also, the USS Salem coming up in October. You and I will be going on that boat. I'm sure that's going to go really well for me. That's coming up quick. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you, Producer Dave. Thank you, Adori. Thank you, Dell's Coffee. Again, go to dellscoffee.com. Get on their mailing list. They'll be opening soon. We'll do a little Monsterland promo with them. And thanks you. to thanks to all the listeners for for sharing. We know you have been because we can see the numbers. Yes, um, yes. Uh, as high as ever before and all across the globe. It's fantastic. Woo, so yeah, thanks, baby. Yeah. Thank Get you. on board the Monsterland train <laughs> for Ronnie LeBlanc, for producer Dave. I'm Maddie Blake. Remember, stay safe out there. My belief that my big balls should be held every night. Oh, we've got big balls. Thank you for joining us on the Monsterland Podcast. If you or someone you know has an experience to share, or if you have questions, you can reach us at monsterlandreport at gmail.com. Find us on social media at Monsterland Pod. Until we meet again in Monsterland. Oh, 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 o